0: PCDLA. Today we have Yvonne London, who is a staff attorney with the Texas Fair Defense Project. Yvonne brings a wealth of knowledge about the different resources that the Texas Fair Defense Project provides for individuals in Texas, and we are happy to have her on today to discuss some of those services. Thanks for joining us, Yvonne.
1: Thank you for having me, Aaron.
0: So before we jump into the different resources TFDP provides, do you mind sharing some of your background with, and role with TFDP?
1: Sure. Um- So originally, I'm from New Jersey, and I did practice in New York City for a number of years before I came down here to Texas about three years ago. Um, While I was in New York, um, my focus was primarily on children. So I worked in the areas of child protective law, special education, and also uh, juvenile justice law. When I came down to Texas, I started working with a nonprofit that provided uh, pro bono legal services to members of the community um, here in Houston. Um, and while I was there, I was their uh, juvenile justice attorney. Part of our my role there was to do juvenile record stealing cases. Uh, we would get numerous phone calls from members of the community um, looking for assistance with clearing their adult criminal records. So we kind of added that to our practice and that's how I started in that this particular field. And uh, when I came to Texas Fair Defense Projects, um, I am their, their staff attorney for the record clearing uh, project for the record clearing program. And what I do with TFTP is I provide direct representation and also pro bono, um, I'm sorry, pro se assistance to uh, individuals all over Texas. We're based in Austin, but we do take cases all over Texas. Um, I also help community partners organize uh, expunction clinics throughout Texas.
0: (laughs) Wow, that is quite the resume you've got. So you've pretty much dedicated quite a bit of your practice to the indigent defense community, right?
1: That is correct.
0: And so what is the Texas Fair Defense Project and how did it start?
1: So the Texas Fair Defense Project is a nonprofit organization. Our mission is to end the criminalization of poverty in Texas. It was founded in 2006 by Ms. Andrea Marsh. And our vision is to have a system of justice that upholds the dignity and civil rights of all people, regardless of their income, their race or their gender. And we do this through various means. We do it through litigation, direct representation, local advocacy, and also state-level legislative work.
0: What are some of the services that TFDP offers?
1: Sure. Well, in regards to the direct representation services that we offer... We offer record clearing services. So we assist individuals with um, clearing their criminal record through either an expunction or a non disclosure. We also offer Class C ticket defense and driver's license restoration, um, access to counsel, criminal legal debt relief as well.
0: Those are pretty widespread services you all offer. And one thing we're going to detail today is the record clearing process itself. And so how does TFDP help individuals clear their records or what does that process look like on your end?
1: Okay, so um, like I stated just uh, just a, a while ago, we in Texas, there are two ways that you can clear your criminal record. Um, it's either through an expunction or a non-disclosure. Um, so let me just backtrack and kind of explain what a criminal record is. A criminal record is any record that um, will take place if anyone has any interaction with the criminal justice system. So if a person is arrested, if they're charged with an offense, the court proceeding that may take place regarding that charge, all of that has a record, and that we just um, referred to as the criminal record, so um, in Texas we can go ahead and clear that either through the expunction or the non-disclosure order process. Um, we take cases all over the state. Um, we also we will provide direct representation to those clients that are eligible. Uh, we also use the assistance of pro bono attorneys that work with us through our pro bono program. So, if for whatever reason we do not take that particular case in-house, we will have a pro bono attorney who works with us take that case and provide direct representation to that individual.
0: In talking about expunctions and non-disclosures, sometimes people get those two mixed up. So, can you explain the difference between an expunction and a non-disclosure?
1: Sure. Um, so, they serve two different purposes and their eligibility requirements are different as well. So we'll start with expunctions. Um, an expunction, if granted by the court, is an order that requires all agencies and parties that have access to your criminal record for that offense that is eligible to be completely destroyed. Um, the nondisclosure order is different. It's. It's a, it's a sealing order. So it would require all of those agencies and parties that have access to that criminal record to seal it. Um, with sealing it versus with completely destroying it, the record is still like there. It's 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 just not able to be seen by most entities. So if you go to an employer and they do like a general background search, if that non-disclosure order was granted by the court, that particular offense that it was granted for would not show up on that background search. However, with non-disclosure orders, um, there's some agencies that could still see it. So for example, law enforcement agencies can still see that offense and also like the judges can still see that offense, but it will be sealed to um, most background, uh, background checks.
0: Gotcha. So earlier you mentioned criminal records as being any interaction with the court system. Let's say somebody wanted an expunction, um, would a person qualify if they were never indicted or formally charged with a crime? For example, someone who was arrested and their case was sent to the DA's office, but they were never indicted, or maybe the grand jury no built their case. Would the records before that decision be eligible for an expunction?
1: Yes. Uh, so in regards to expunction eligibility, you can be eligible for an expunction if you were arrested but yet never charged if there was a no bill for that charge, um, if you were acquitted or pardoned. But the most common way for people to be eligible for an expunction is that the case got dismissed. That is almost all of the cases that we find is because the case got dismissed from court. Um, And in regards to non-disclosures, non-disclosures are actually a lot more restrictive when it comes to their eligibility. So for example, for the expunction, it doesn't matter if it's an, uh, a a felony or a misdemeanor. If you either got the case dismissed, it was pardoned, or you were acquitted, no build, or if it was no charge, you were arrested but not charged, and the statute of limitations has expired, you would be eligible for an expunction. In regards to um, the non disclosure order, the most common way our clients are eligible for a non disclosure order is that the charge that they had. They resolved that in a deferred adjudication that was successfully completed and then discharged from the court. There is, in regards to the deferred adjudication, it doesn't matter if the fe- if the offense is a felony or a misdemeanor, either one. If you successfully completed that deferred adjudication and it got discharged from court, you may be eligible. There is also another little caveat that people can be eligible for, but it's it's in regards to missed first time misdemeanor offense convictions. It doesn't apply to subsequent misdemeanor offense convictions. It's your first time misdemeanor offense conviction. and this conviction or uh, uh, caveat does not apply to felonies. A felony conviction is not eligible for any type of record clearing in Texas. However, even though you may fit those basic requirements regarding uh, the first time misdemeanor conviction or Uh, a deferred adjudication that was successfully completed, there is another hurdle that people have to get over, especially in regards to the deferred adjudications. And that's the waiting period. So for a felony offense, there is a waiting period that starts after the date the matter is discharged from court. The waiting period is five years from that date. And for (laughs) misdemeanor...
0: And that's a long time for... Someone not to commit a crime, uh, at least for some people.
1: Exactly, and this means there's also a waiting period. It's a two year waiting period from the date of discharge. And what I have noticed just in my practice, um, many of my clients were not aware of this waiting period um, when they had their case that they had the deferred adjudication for. You know, they were aware of the fact that they could not get another offense um, that resulted in a, a another deferred adjudication or a conviction during their probation period. However, during this waiting period between two to five years, you also cannot get another offense that results in either a conviction or a deferred adjudication. If you do, that terminates your eligibility to get the non-disclosure order for that offense that you received.
0: How long does the process actually take? Let's say someone comes into your office and says, I think I'm eligible for an expunction because my case was dismissed in 2015. What does the process entail and how long does it take for the record to be expunged?
1: Um, So there are a lot of factors that can take you could take into consideration when determining how long it can take. So I never really give our clients a concrete answer, um, because it all depends on, you know, um, court availability for hearings. Um, how long it may take to get the records for the offense that you are um, requesting from the district clerk's office or the courts. Sometimes it can even take your clients a little bit of time just to give the to get back to you regarding all of the documentation or information you may need for them. But generally what we do tell our clients is that it could take at least six months.
0: Okay. And when we spoke before this interview, you mentioned Clean Slate Texas. And I'll be honest, I wasn't too familiar with the program, so I had to do some research. Uh, but do you mind sharing with us what Clean State Slate Texas is?
1: Sure. Clean Slate Texas is a collaboration of various community and advocacy organizations, businesses, faith based leaders, and also individuals who have come together. Um, to fight towards expanding access to record clearing in Texas so that people who have had um, interactions with the criminal justice system can have better access to housing, jobs, education, and much more. Uh, We realize that there are collateral consequences that are associated with having a criminal record. And the goal is to minimize those consequences by expanding in your uh, getting people to get their records cleared so that they can have a better life essentially. Um, What we have going for us is right now, uh, the next legislative session, um, look out for two particular pieces of clean slate legislation. Um, The Clean Slate Automation Bill seeks to automate the sealing of criminal records under Texas government code 411.072, and the Clean Slate Eligibility Bill seeks to reduce wait times for non-disclosures, allow individuals to petition to seal more than one misdemeanor conviction and allow individuals with state jail felony convictions to petition for non-disclosure relief. Um, all of, so we're trying to work for um, the, this legislation. These bills we're trying to get passed for the next le- legislative um, session. So if anyone has, um, any desire to look into um, our efforts further with the Clean Slate Texas, uh, sign up for the newsletter, or just get involved, um, they can go to www.cleanslatetexas.org to get more information.
0: Awesome. And you also mentioned that sometimes when people come to you for an expunction or a non disclosure, they don't really understand whether they are eligible for either one. What are some of the pitfalls you all see when assisting individuals uh, in attempting to clear their record?
1: Well, there are a few pitfalls. And for the most part, they kind of fall into like two main categories. Um, Cost and time, right? So even... um, to start the process when we we have our application and we ask uh, potential applicants when they fill out their application to also send us a copy of their criminal history report, which they can request through DPS, because that's the first thing that we look at to determine their eligibility. Um, in order to get your DPS criminal history report, um, you have to go through um, a service called Identigo to get fingerprinted. And that is a cost associated with it. It's $25, which may seem minimal to many people. But when you are working with people who are indigent, that could be a cost that they may not have at that moment. Um, also, in regards to um, filing fees, uh, our cost filing fees are huge, Uh Burden. Um, our clients happen to be indigent, so we are able to get the filing fees waived. But if you're not indigent and you can't get those filing fees waived, in Texas, it costs anywhere from $250 to $360 to file an expunction or a non disclosure. Um, and also, that's per filing. So most jurisdictions in Texas allow you to put more than one eligible offense on one petition for an expunction. So that would definitely reduce the cost associated with it if you had more than one offense that was eligible. However, non disclosures are not that way. Each non disclosure application um, has to be indiv- an individual application. You can't have more than one offense on the same application. So if you have a client that's eligible for like two or three non-disclosures, they would have to pay that $250 to $360 fee for each petition that's filed. So that can become very, very burdensome for somebody. Um, Also, um, as I stated earlier, the waiting periods are a huge hurdle. Many of our clients were not aware of the fact that there was a waiting period. After they had um, the non after they had the deferred adjudication discharged from court. Even in terms of expunctions, the statute of limitations is a waiting period too. If you got the case um, dismissed relatively early in the process, you still could not immediately file for um, an expunction because the statute of limitations would have to expire. Now we are able to go ask the district attorney for those counties that the offense may be in, um, if they are willing to waive that requirement that the statute of limitations expire and agree to an early expunction. But in my experience, um, many of the prosecutor's offices are not in agreement with that. They want you to wait until the statute of limitations has expired. So that also can be a burden for somebody who wants to get on with their lives pretty fast. Also, the overall court process can be very, very tricky for people to navigate uh, without an attorney. I have had clients who have attempted to file these petitions pro se and could not figure it out themselves. So then they come to us for assistance. And also, one of the things that many people may not know um, is that going back to the restrictions of getting a non-disclosure order granted and just being eligible for a non-disclosure order. There are a list of offenses that if your client has those offenses on their record, even if it is not that offense that they are coming to you seeking a non-disclosure order for, it will prevent them from ever being eligible for a non-disclosure order for any offense on their record. So one of those offenses is family violence offense. If that person was convicted or even had a deferred adjudication for a family violence offense, but comes to you because they have a, a misdemeanor uh, possession of marijuana charge that they want to go ahead and have non-disclosed, they wouldn't be eligible to get that marijuana charge or any other charge Seal through a non-disclosure order because they had this offense that prevents them from being eligible for anything. So that's a huge burden when it comes to um, eligibility and your clients who may or may not have more than one offense on their record. They may not be able to have any relief available to them.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Those are a lot of things I really hadn't considered myself. And I'm sure a lot of people probably don't consider some of these collateral consequences for even some of the minor offenses. It's really unfortunate. Who qualifies for your services? Um, I know you mentioned you predominantly represent indigent clients, but is there an intake process or specific requirements for people to seek your services?
1: Yes. So our clients are indigent and they have to be 200% or lower of the federal poverty guidelines. That's going to be the first qualification. And then of course the second qualification is that they must be like substantively eligible for um the non-disclosure or the expunction. They meet those requirements regarding eligibility. Um if those requirements are met, then we can be able to service that client.
0: Gotcha. And who should people contact at TFDP to see if they qualify for your services?
1: Well, we have an online application. There is a link. That is on our website. So if anyone wants to check out our website at www.fairdefense.org, um, you will come to the homepage. There will be an icon that says record clearing. Click on that icon and you'll be brought to a link um, that will connect you to our online application. Um, also, you can call our legal assistant. Her name is Anna Pardo and she can be reached at 512-637-5220. She can also assist with filling out the application.
0: Awesome. And the last question I have for you today is that I know you all have different ways for people to get involved with TFDP. So how does someone actually go about getting involved with TFDP?
1: Sure. So um, people can get... Attorneys can get involved through our pro bono program, which I will speak about in just a second. Um, Also students can get involved through internships. Um, We do offer CLEs occasionally. So um, anytime we have a CLE that's offered, feel free to participate in that. Um, If there are any non-attorneys or non-students that would like to assist us with um, volunteer opportunities, there is also a volunteer application on our website. And once we have an opportunity that makes itself available, we would reach out to those people if they wanted to participate. Um, In regards to our pro bono program, um, attorneys can take a pro bono case through our pro bono program. We have expunction and non-disclosure cases for pro bono attorneys, as well as driver's license and Class C ticket defense. Um, All of these cases are all throughout Texas, um, so we could be able to pair that attorney uh, with the case um, in their particular jurisdiction. Um, You do not have to have any experience necessary. We will provide all of the attorneys who want to take cases with proper training. We will give you all the templates that you need in order to file any paperwork or documents with the court um, and case assistance with our staff. In return for your assistance to your local community, you'll be able to receive, receive valuable opportunities um, to hone in on your professional skills. Um, so if you want to get involved on our website, there also is an application for pro bono assistance. Or you can fill out that volunteer application as well to get uh, get more information and we would love to have you assist us.
0: That is awesome. I hope our listeners take advantage of those opportunities. I just wanna say thank you so much for joining me today, Yvonne. And we also wanna thank TFDP for the work they do for indigent defendants across Texas. The work you all do is invaluable and I know TCDLA is grateful for the resources you all provide. I hope you can join us in the future so we can talk about some of the other services TFDP offers.
1: Thank you for having me, Aaron. I do appreciate it. And yes, I would love to come back. Thank you.
0: Thanks again.